Hi Krishna, so I don't think many of you know Jivanath Krishna, if you do know you don't. So uh, Jivanath Krishna is um, an ex Pandava Center president. He's managed uh, people that are worse than you guys, uh, people that have actually stayed up late. I mean we stay up late, they've actually stayed up late. So he's managed people like that. Um, so. Juvenath is, where are you right now? Yeah. UBS. UBS, UBS. For those of you that don't know, I also don't know, so. Okay, so uh, what, what, the, what, the, what the plan is right now, today, is um, we're going to be talking about uh, association, and specifically PS association. Um, and of course, we have to start with Jay Radhamadava. So Dhruva is going to lead us in Jay Radhamadava. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll start. Uh, yes, I know lunch was heavy, but it's Dhruva, so you have to pay attention. Yeah, Hare Krishna. Very well, thank you. This is the first time doing something like this. I'm going to try some like Keshav Mahesh. Everyone, please move closer. Devon Bai. He is very good. Oh, cool. Nice and good. Maybe like on the borderline of awkward. Are you a Okay, no, thank you all for being here. You could have been anywhere in the world right now. But um, no, thank you. Thank you. It is actually very enlightening to me. Um, you're all my seniors. And so I humbly take your prayers and blessings. And hopefully, well, to be honest, I thought I can't share anything. So most of it's going to be questions to you guys. So I thought I'm going to use this as an opportunity to get class from, I don't know, however many people you are. So um, start with some prayers. Om So yeah, thank you. Um, probably going to read. Basically, I thought there's going to be two things that we're going to do. One is ask you questions. The second is read Prabhupada quotes because I can't, you can't basically can't go wrong with that. Um, so the first one is, so obviously the talk is association. We'll continue from where Rajabhari Pro left off. So the first question is very easy, is how many people came on this trip because someone you know encouraged you to come? Okay, so for those that didn't put their hands up, why did you come if it wasn't someone telling you to? Um, I had a really nice experience last time. 
Okay, nice. Thanks for linking it to a session. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so anyways, that, that kind of stopped as the first question. We'll continue, because how many, how many came on the trip looking for association and looking to build relationships? Okay, I'll take that as a full house, which is more what I was expecting. Um, but no, over the past few days, um, I think in the interactive seminars, we've been through quite a few different struggles, challenges and blocks, kind of um, low self-esteem, self-doubt, guilt, loneliness, procrastination um, and I think when we've done well, when, when we've had the discussions pretty much every time one of the answers has been association so obviously association is very important for us um, association, association helps to overcome all of these um, but I tried to do some research and what I found quite interesting was when Srila Prabhupada incorporated ISKCON he had seven purposes of ISKCON and of the seven two of them were in relation to association so don't know the exact percentages, but that's that's quite a lot. So the purpose number three was to bring the members of the society together with each other and nearer to Krishna. Um, and then there's a little bit more. And then purpose six also starts the same, with the purpose being to bring the members close together. So Shri Prabhupada definitely, when he set it up, set up ISKCON, he wanted a large part of it to be association and for us to come together. Um, and then I guess together we kind of discuss what exactly the type of association is that he wanted. Um, so in particular there's a verse in CC Madhya Leela chapter 23 so the chapter is entitled Life's Ultimate Goal, Love of Godhead. So verse 16 Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is quoting a verse from the Bhagavatam um, it's verse 3, 25, 25 and he's telling Sanatana Goswami this verse so it's a little bit long try to say it slowly but. the spiritually powerful message of Godhead can be properly discussed only in a society of devotees, and it is greatly pleasing to hear in that association. If one hears from devotees, the way of transcendental experience quickly opens and gradually one attains firm faith that in due course develops into attraction and devotion. I'm so sorry. Um, thank you. Um, so, in the purport to this verse, um, Srila Prabhupada makes the following points about the process of Krishna Consciousness and advancing in Krishna Consciousness. And the whole purport is in relation to association. So, if anyone wants to have a read after, go for it. But there's two points in particular that I thought would be relevant today. Um, the first one is that, so I'll say it verbatim in terms of from the purport. So, the first point is, one must seek the association of persons who are Krishna Conscious and who, are, and who engage in devotional service. Without such association, one cannot make advancement. So the first one is kind of fairly obvious that you have to seek the association of devotees. The second one, I think is where it gets interesting, is because Srila Prabhupada says one must give up the association of materialistic persons and seek the association of devotees, because without the association of devotees, one cannot understand the activities of the Lord. So... This isn't the only time that Srila Prabhupada says that we have to give up the association of materialistic people or the association of non-devotees. In the Nectar of Instruction, text 3, there's six principles that are favourable to the execution of your devotional service. Does anyone know what the fifth principle is? It's not a massively trick question, I kind of gave you the answer. Yeah. yeah, so the fifth principle there also is to abandon the association of non-devotees. Um, so who here, on a daily basis, speaks to someone who's not a devotee? 
Yeah, me too. So I guess we will. Yeah, we need to do some work. Um, so no, or do we? So then I think that I, this is where I kind of wanted to have the first discussion. Um, because, uh, yeah, we all speak to non-devotees on a daily basis. Um, some of us may have families that aren't, so, that aren't yet Krishna conscious. Some of us are probably at school with a lot of people that aren't yet Krishna conscious. So the first question, if maybe we can get into, like we have been for these sessions, maybe groups of four or five. Um, and the first one is kind of hopefully fairly easy, but just getting us into it. But it's why do you think that, why do you think that the scriptures say that we should avoid the association of non-devotees? So we'll do that very quickly, I think for two, three minutes, and then we'll feed back. Um, and then hopefully it gets a little bit more interesting. So yeah, groups of four, five. And then I will... Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. I, I think everyone's done, or maybe, yeah, at least had a good discussion. So does anyone want to kind of share what, what kind of points came out in their discussion um, initially? So you're made up by like, so there's a saying like, you're, oh, we've got a Roman mic. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 so you're made up by the, well, there's a saying that you're made up by the five people that you're closest to. Yeah. So if we're closest to, like, our five people that we're closest to, if the majority of them are non-devotees, then, well, well it's not going to be very good for us. Yeah. Or it won't be very good for us. What if two of them are non-devotees and three of them are devotees? So then the majority wins, right? You but your progress is slowed down. No? Progress is slowed down. Yeah. Okay, so if we associate with non-devotees, our progress is slowed down. Okay, anyone else? Oh. On this side. So on a subtle level also, whether we go out to bars and even if we don't drink, it still influences us and because they have a different goal in life, subtly that influences our thinking. Um, any, anyone else? Um, Gopinath was very, very nice point about that doesn't mean that we um, don't physically come into the proximity of uh, those who are non-development because association means like, taking association means being influenced by the thing. Yeah. So in the same way like, when you're going on Harinam or something like that, you're giving Krishna consciousness to others. And so that's not necessarily association with non-devotees, even if you're surrounded by non-devotees in the street or Yeah, perfect. That's, yeah. As I said, you guys are living in class and that's exactly the point I had. So it doesn't mean that you're not in a physical place necessarily. Um, and you can give association. So a couple of days ago, maybe two, three days ago, we, we had a similar question with His Holiness Keshav Maharaj. And the responses that everyone kind of said in terms of association with non-devotees was A, we have to be practical, B, that we need to have friendships, and without friendships we could maybe be in a more harmful place. Without friendships we could be in a more depressed state without any relationship. Three is that we can learn from non-devotees, and four is that we can become friends with them and effectively give association, so that one day they can also be devotees. Um, so I was going to ask you all to try and reconcile what we said with Keshe Maharaj, and then what the scriptures are clearly saying in terms of a hard, seems like a hard line no association with non-devotees, but I think everyone kind of did that. Um, and the reconciling line, I thought, was very nicely summarized by Bhaktivinoda Thakur in Sri Chaitanya Shikshamra, which Vrindavan Gurkhani shared with me. 
So in that he says that association does not refer to being present in the same meeting, riding in the same boat, bathing at the same place in the river, or buying goods in the same store. Association means dealing with them in an intimate mood. So that's what Bhaktivinathakur says refers to association, both with devotees and non-devotees. So it's the intimate mood. And in terms of practically, I think all of us, we all said that we speak to non-devotees on a daily basis. Um, and I remember when I was at school, I definitely like had a lot of non-devotee friends. Um, but then there was a point where I joined Pandava Sena, and, and then this came up, and I was like kind of thinking about it, and I was like, I read the book, and it said no, no association anymore with non-devotee friends, so I was like, what do I do? Um, but then I think, so my takeaway from what happened was basically, if you have a desire to associate with devotees, Krishna will definitely arrange. So when I was a kid, I kind of grew up coming to the manor every Sunday and I identified myself as a Bhaktivedanta manor kid. It was like my temple, I felt very welcome there, it was my place. So I remember we used to have Hindu assemblies, we used to have faith assemblies, so I remember one assembly, the, um, the guys who were running it were like, does anyone here know what ISKCON is? Like, no one knew, there's probably 200, 300 people in the hall, no one knew. And I was like really shy, but I put my hand up and I was like, I know what ISKCON is. And they said, okay, what is it? And I was like, ISKCON is the name on the back of all the yellow shirts that people at Bhaktivedanta wear on Janmashmi. That's not ISKCON. So then, I, but still, I, I identified as ISKCON. I thought it was my temple. I thought Bhaktivedanta Manav was like, my temple. And then there was another kid in my year. This guy was a nutter. Like, he was a complete nutter in every sense of the term in school. But I have to say, definitely only in school. I don't know if you guys do this thing, but when you wear ties, and you yank the tie, we used to call it peanutty, because the knot becomes so small and it's so tight you can't undo it. So this guy used to go around to every single kid in school and just peanut everyone. He's, it was just mischievous, like to the max. So then one day I see this guy, full Dhoti Tilak, paying full obeisances to Srila Prabhupada at the manor. And the only way I've seen him is at school being a complete nutter. So my reaction was what everyone does when they see a devotee paying obeisances to Srila Prabhupada. So I went over and kicked him. <laughs> but that's obviously that's major lack of culture. Um, but no, from that moment, I never really spoke to this guy in school because I was a normal kid and not going around causing that much mischief until I met him. And then after that, just very naturally, and that was the thing, like he was a devotee, never very rarely spoke to him before, but very naturally we started speaking and then obviously yeah, the friendship just built from there. Like it wasn't a thing that I, I was conscious that I want to spend more time with devotees. I was conscious, but I wasn't conscious that I want to spend less time with non-devotees, if that makes sense. So I think, and speaking to the seniors, I think generally the thing is try and add. The principle that we always say is add Krishna. Don't worry about what we have to give up. Add Krishna. So in the same way with association, if you have, feel like, if you kind of introspect and feel like, okay, I've got a lot of non-devotee friends and maybe I want to kind of advance in Krishna consciousness. Maybe I want to take the next step. But I don't want to be weird. I don't want to just like stop talking to them, be a hard stop. But I want to find devotee friends. It's Krishna, like he did here, and there's another example, a funny one. Um, he'll, he'll arrange something, um, but just look for adding more devotee association. So yeah, a couple of years later, something, I wouldn't say similar, but something again happened. So... I don't know if any of you did biology for A-level, but when in labs we have the taps. So one of our favourite things to do was uh, fill up people's pencil cases with water, with a tap, <laughs> and then we just lob the pencil case across the classroom. So then anyways, it was a lesson where it was my turn, someone took my pencil case and they're lobbing it around the classroom. Then it ended up with a guy called Adam. 
So Adam was a new kid in sixth form, we were in year 12, he was a new kid, so I was like, I've got this guy, let me go over. I went over to his desk and I was like, give me back my pencil case. He was like, I don't have it. I was like, give me back my pencil case. And obviously he's intimidated because... <laughs> <laughs> so he was a new kid and he was actually really scared. So then I took his backpack and I was about to... I was about to um, lob his backpack across the classroom because he wasn't giving me back my pencil case. And he said, he got really serious. He's like, no, 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 please don't lob it. I've got my prayer beads in here. So I was like, hmm, this guy's name's Adam and he's brown. He's either Muslim and he's got Muslim prayer beads or he's one of us. <laughs> so then the whole class, I was thinking, okay, how do I figure out if he's one of us, if he's a devotee or not? So then after class, I let everyone go. I like kind of stopped him in the corridor. My, my pencil case came back, by the way. I did get it back. And <laughs> um, so I stopped him in the corridor and obviously like I was scared to be a full on Hare Krishna in school. So I was kind of very secretly, I was like, have you read BG? He's like, yeah, I read BG. So then I was like, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe he doesn't get the question. Let me just double check. Do you know what SB and CC is? <laughs> and then he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, he's one of us. <laughs> so then again, I never spoke to this guy before. And then that, I remember that lunch, we went on a walk around the high street and everything. And we we're just talking about Srila Prabhupada. I think we missed the next lesson. But again, Krishna just sent someone. And I'm like, one thing you should know is I'm definitely no one special. So anything special that happens in my life is due to mercy and you guys will have way more miracles. So like, if you have a desire to spend time with devotees, Krishna also likes that, so he'll arrange it. So don't go mental over thinking, oh my God, I'm spending so much time with non-devotees. We can think, like when we go through, like when you basically tell me what intimate association is, we can think, okay, let's try and make sure that we're court courteous and the rest of it. And, but let's try and basically have intimate association with the devotees. That's kind of, um, I think that's where we want to go. And, and as many of you said, the, an amazing thing of having kind of a link or still a friendship, still a friendship with non-devotees is those friends are so fortunate because down to being friends with you, they then have an opportunity to be connected. You can give them prashad. That's a nice thing to do. You're not weird for giving them prashad. You can invite them to an event. If you do a cool event, that's not weird. I mean... I was really shy, but the friend, the devoted friend that I kicked, he was really good. So he brought maybe two, three of us to jamming. So jamming is what we used to call SNS back in my day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's actually, there's so much we can do. Um, so as, I, as, as Bhakti Nothapur said, the thing that we want is intimate association with devotees, but we don't want intimate association with non-devotees. So does anyone want to hazard a guess as to what Bhakti Nothapur meant? when he said intimate association. Six, yeah, okay. Yeah, bang on. Six loving exchanges. So in the footnote, he literally writes out the six loving exchanges. Um, and in the Nectar of Instruction, text four, Rupa Goswami explains what the six loving exchanges are. This is very easy. So if anyone wants to shout out, and well, everyone shout, shout out one of the six loving exchanges. We'll go to the ladies first. Revealing the mind in confidence, yeah, perfect. Inquiring confidentially. Inquiring confidentially, yeah, the con converse. Eating prashad, yeah, or taking prashad. Gifts. Giving gifts. gifts, accepting gifts, yeah. Taking prashad and... Um, taking prashad and giving prashad. Um, so in the purport, Srila Prabhupada actually says that the International Society of Krishna Consciousness has been established to facilitate these six loving exchanges between devotees. So it's very important that we kind of... It's great, yeah. So we all know what the six loving exchanges are. 
My question is, out of these six loving exchanges, what does everyone feel is the hardest? Yeah, Mark. Revealing the mind in uh, in confidence. Anyone else? Anyone has a different opinion? Everyone, everyone agree? If you agree, put your hand up. Okay, full house. Pretty much. Um, Full house. So then, why do people think... This is, I guess, here we're revealing our mind now. But um, why do people think that that's the hardest one to do? Because the information that you uh, share... You don't know where it's going to go or who's going to receive that information and it put, you know maybe it looks bad on you or it looks bad on the person that you've told okay so quite a lot did everyone hear everyone heard? okay so the information you share you may not know where it goes so i guess that's a lack of confidentiality potential potential lack of confi- confidentiality um and, and the second part seemed to be like a, a notion of potentially being judged like it, you don't know if it looks bad on you does anyone else feel the same like those are the two two main things, Bobby. Oh, you're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to bring your guard down. You have to put your barriers down and be open to being vulnerable, which is what Raj Baharipur beautifully said this morning in terms of one of the necessary things we need to do to have yeah to have affectionate association. So. Anything, anyone have anything else? So we've got confidentiality, judgment, vulnerability, the three points I had down, so that works very well. But no, anyone have anything else? Or does that kind of cover it? Yeah? Trust. Trust, yeah, okay, so just, just a general kind of feeling of trust with the device. It's really funny because, not funny, but the very last thing Jan Kinnathur said to me, it was kind of unwarranted, it was just the last thing he said during the mentorship trip is, be really careful. You don't know who in PS, even the closest people in PS, feel like they need to be more confidential and we need to trust each other more. His whole thing, the last thing he said was to have really good association. And for those of you who know Jan Kinathuru, um, and for those who don't, he was an amazing monk who lived at Bhaktivedanta Manor. And he left the world very recently um, due to cancer, but he was amazing. If there was someone who personified kind of quality association where he just gave love, it was Jan Kanafu. So he really felt the kind of power of association because also when he was going through his treatments and everything, all the devotees as they often do, they came, they pulled together and kind of helped him through. Um, but I, I've got a question now based on the kind of responses in terms of why people feel difficult. Um, but I don't want anyone to feel awkward. So if everyone closes their eyes and then no one can see who's responding yes or no, um, so everyone, everyone close their eyes. The question is, how many people in this room have felt judged by devotees? Okay. Okay, eyes open. Does anyone want to hazard a guess as to the percentage of people that said yes? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so all of us have felt judged at some point. And I think that's a symptom of many things. Um, the first is that, of course, we're not perfect. We're not perfect, so we are obviously, we have faults, so therefore it's easy to judge faults. But I think often when we come into a spiritual movement, we think we have this kind of, I, I guess as Brad Bahaipur said, this utopian kind of idea that, oh my God, these guys are spiritualists, they're like perfect people, they're amazing personalities. 
But I think the point is that they're practicing spiritualists. So because they're practicing, they're not yet perfect, but they're all on the perfect path. So it's important not to try and remember that and try and remember that if someone offends you or yeah, if someone says something harsh to you or if you feel judged by someone else, we can't control who's judging us, right? That's something we can't control. But if someone judges us, we have to understand that A, they may not, well obviously A, they don't know the full picture, but B, they're also practicing Krishna consciousness. And it's because they're practicing that they're not yet perfect. Um, and Keshav Maharaj gives this really beautiful example in terms of a man who's dirty or has a dirty covering and they're in the shower. Like they're in the shower, they're getting cleansed, but because they're dirty, they're, they still have some dirt. They're still liable to A, being judged and to be judging themselves. So we're in the process, but we're not yet perfect. So then my final question, I think everyone's happy to maybe keep their eyes open for this, is who here has also judged someone else and judged another devotee? So I'll put my hand up again. Um, yeah, me too. And I've seen it time, again, time and time again, whenever I judge someone, Krishna really quickly shows me, like, you messed up. Like, if I think, okay, oh, this guy wasn't that Mangalarti. No, that was a Mangalarti. No, this guy wasn't, this guy's not waking up. So, in Krishna next week, yeah, I'm lying in every single day. I'm not waking up. But oh, this guy, this guy's not read that much this week. Yeah, next week, next month, I barely touch a book. Like, Krishna really quickly is like, yeah, this is what you get for judging someone. But um, one beautiful story, which I really like, um, of Srila of Prabhupada's is, we know Srila Prabhupada is the perfect personality. But the level to which he's non-judgmental, I find shocking. So as we know, Srila Prabhupada is the saint of saints. He's coming from Vrindavan, Krishna's land of birth. He's coming having really kind of just gone, yeah, gone deep in Vrindavan. And he's come to this crazy place in America, the Bowery. But everywhere in America, there's just crazy people. But he accepts, he accepts them as his disciples, like no judgment passed, complete love. And Sham Sundaprabhu, one of his um, relatively early disciples, one day he goes, he comes to Srila Prabhupada and he says, Srila Prabhupada, I'm going to go away for a couple of months. Um, I'm going away for a little while. And Srila Prabhupada says, oh, where are you going? Sham Sundaprabhu says, uh, yes, so uh, my past is kind of caught up with me. I'm going to go to jail, Srila Prabhupada. And Srila Prabhupada's response wasn't one of judgment. It wasn't one of disappointment. It wasn't one of... He didn't even ask Shamsundapur straight away. He didn't ask why. He didn't care why he's going to jail. All Srila Prabhupada said was, Krishna was also born in a jail. <laughs> Nothing can harm you in jail. Just chant Hare Krishna. Everything will be fine. Srila Prabhupada just did not mind at all. And then later in the conversation, Srila Prabhupada did ask Shamsundapur, Oh, what happened? How come you're going to jail? Shamsundapur said it was, yeah, yeah, it was drugs related. So in this book, Chasing Rhinos, he kind of gives a little bit more colour. So if you guys are into that stuff, read Chasing Rhinos, it'll do you some good. And Prabhupada, again, his response was simply, I too was a drug dealer. That's it, because when he was in India, he was practicing as a pharmacist. So Srila Prabhupada doesn't judge people here who are drug dealers and any one of his other disciples who have done whatnot. Who are we to judge? Like we're not, <laughs> we can't even compare ourselves to Srila Prabhupada. We can't compare ourselves to a dust. A speck of dust on Srila Prabhupada's lotus feet. So, again, I'm, we're fallible, so there may be times where we judge, but I think this is just kind of a nice story to kind of remind ourselves. Yeah, what is it? Why is it that we're judging? And who are we? Who are we really to judge? Um, so, 
Roger Haripu, when he was sharing, he shared this beautiful triangle, and obviously the core of it, in terms of what he saw successful devotees doing, was association and affection for devotees. So there's a really beautiful verse in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 3, Text 30. And the verse is, One should learn how to associate with the devotees of the Lord by gathering with them to chant the glories of the Lord. This process is most purifying. As devotees thus develop their loving friendship, they feel mutual happiness and satisfaction, and by thus encouraging one another, they are able to give up material sense gratification, which is the cause of all suffering. So there's a lot in that verse. I'll say it again and... Yeah, there's a lot in it. It's a really beautiful verse. One should learn how to associate with the devotees of the Lord by gathering with them to chant the glories of the Lord. This process is most purifying, and as devotees thus de develop their loving friendship, they feel mutual happiness and satisfaction, and by thus encouraging one another, they are able to give up material sense gratification, which is the cause of all suffering. So I thought what could be nice is if we maybe get into pairs, um, anyone who's sitting next to you, and we'll try and kind of put this verse and what Rajbihaipur kind of shared this morning in terms of both sharing something with affection in relation to Krishna, because this verse is saying that the devotees gather and they chant the glories of the Lord. So, so something related to affection and try and be vulnerable, but in relation to Krishna with the person next to you. So if everyone wants to get into pairs and then... A kind of share, or maybe you, I guess you just turn to the person next to you. Um, so what we're kind of, I thought what would be nice is if we we share with the person next to us something that we love about Krishna, something that kind of strikes a chord of affection, and it can be anything related to Krishna, but it has to be related to Krishna. So it can be, for example, Sri Sri Radha Govinda Chandra today. We're dressed beautifully. Did you see Radha? Did you see? Govinda Chandra's turban and the like, number of peacock feathers around it. Or it could be Krishna so kind, even when Putana comes as a demon to kill him, Krishna still gives a liberation and still treats him <coughs> like a mother. It could be literally anything to do with Krishna, but for five minutes with the person next to you, just say something about Krishna and to be vulnerable, it should be something that you've never shared with anyone before. So try and think of something that you've not shared with anyone else something that you genuinely do like about Krishna and the beautiful thing about when we talk about Krishna is no one, well, people can judge you but it's, it's not, there's nothing really personal here, right? Like, you can, it's, it's easier to be vulnerable in relation to Krishna so, um, does everyone kind of get it? If not, I can maybe try again to explain it but if that's easy, if that sounds good then, uh, yeah, maybe five minutes we can do that and then hopefully we'll wrap up soon yeah, hopefully, hopefully that was, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, I'm sure that was nice, speaking about Krishna is always nice. Does anyone, is anyone feel inspired to kind of share um, what, what they shared with their group um, and share with others in terms of what they were talking about over the last few minutes? Sure, Mark. So, um, for me, for me um, I like the fact that when, when you like pray to him, that he answers. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, and like, so I know for me when I've been in difficult situations, I've prayed to Nasimadev and he sorted it out. Um, and also the fact that he's non-judgmental, so it doesn't matter, you know, what you what you what you pray for, what you ask for. He is, you know, he's not going to stand there and go, "Who are you?" you yeah, that's beautiful. That. Krishna, his incarnations, 
they're a person, so we can pray to him. Um, and, and he reciprocates when there's just a tinge of sincerity. And one of the most beautiful things is kind of, it was life-changing in terms of my perception of Krishna that Naveen Krishnamurti shared with me. I was really scared of offenses, especially when doing management service, you just feel like you're constantly offending people. So I was like, Naveen Krishnamurti, what, what do I do? Like, I'm sure I'm causing so many offenses. He's like, Krishna is our friend. He's not trying to trip us up. Krishna is not judgmental at all. He's on our side. So any problems we have, like he's our friend, he's on our side, there's no need to worry. Thank you, Mark. Um, anyone else? Anyone? Yeah, sure, Ari. I didn't actually share the picture here, but it's okay for mine. But like, even though Krishna's so big, like, he's like the Supreme Prime Minister of God, whenever you read about him or think about him, yeah, amazing. I had a very, well, pretty much exactly the same thought again to Nubin Krishna was at the end of his Sangha and I was like, Nubin Krishna, I just don't get it. Krishna, I feel like Krishna is actually arranging things in my life, but I'm me, like I'm such a fool, I'm so insignificant. And he just chuckled and he's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> he's like, no, yeah, it's true. It's like inconceivable, right? And that's one of the aspects of Krishna. He is inconceivable. His love's inconceivable. Um, but that's beautiful, yeah. He's, he actually cares about each one of us, no matter how small we may be in relation. Yeah, Yeah, there's little Krishna miracles every day. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah. Jake, uh, one thing I, one thing I like about Krishna the most is that um, is how much he cares for his devotees and mm. the fact that he cares about us and his devotees and devotees all around the world. And uh, something else that links to that is that he's given us <coughs> a solution. No, no, solutions to so many problems. Yeah. Um, this is something that uh, my friend sent to me. Um, he sent me this picture that shows that there are five vers verses in the Gita that, mm -hmm. that show how, how to deal with anger, losing hope, forgiveness, fear, um, forgiveness, fear, confusion, envious, <coughs> etc. Mm -hmm. What I like about Krishna the most is that how he's giving us every single way to deal with problems that we might face or problems that we might have and yeah. we don't know how to deal with. Yeah, amazing. Every problem we have in life, I, I'm sure many of you experienced it, but you open one of the books and there's the answer on the page pretty much. All we have to do is look for it. Um, and, and I can't remember exactly the context, but there's one time when Srila Prabhupada said he's here to kind of give us happiness and, oh yeah. So there's one devotee who came to a temple and the devotees asked him to join. Srila Prabhupada wanted him to join, but he was really nervous. He wasn't ready yet to commit. So he was kind of backing away, backing away to the door and then he was leaving and Srila Prabhupada with a tear in his eye said, please come back. He was pleading with them, please come back. We will solve all of your problems. This person came in with so many problems 
in the dis- this devotee in Srila Prabhupada, he, he was in Srila Prabhupada memories, he was saying how, well, the first thing, as soon as he turned the corner after he left, he nearly got robbed and killed by these bunch of bikers. But he was reflecting in terms of when Srila Prabhupada said, please come back and solve all your problems. It's not only the problems we have right now, but Srila Prabhupada was talking about solving the problems of birth, death, disease and old age. Problems we've been facing life after life. So Krishna and his devotees have given us the solution to absolutely everything. So hopefully that was quite nourishing in terms of with such a good foundation of good association. I'm sure even with just a few minutes of speaking about Krishna with close friends, doing what Rajvira Haripur kind of shared in terms of going out, being vulnerable, letting the guard down, putting down the barriers. We feel enthused. We feel encouraged. We feel like, at least what I've felt in terms of, I've been so blessed to have such an amazing group of friends in Pandavasena and such, such encouraging friends. I feel like the element of fear goes. Keshe Maharaj was speaking to some of the boys and he's like, when you have this mood of encouragement, it's like no one's even scared to fail anymore because you fail and it's like everyone's just like, no worries, you gave it a shot and you just go on to the next thing and you keep on going, you keep on going and then suddenly, all of a sudden, you're just doing amazing things for Krishna. Um, on the, we went on the PS alumni trip very recently and um, PS alumni is normally, well, it's the graduates of PS, but there was also a ton of new people that came. And I was kind of worried and I was kind of thinking, what will these new people think, you know, with like a bunch of friends that have grown up through PS for maybe 10 to 20 years and now there's these new guys here for the first time. Will they feel out of place? What will they think? But what shocked me was that the vast majority of those that we got to, like, that, um, that I spoke to, they were just so, so impressed by the sense of community by the friendships everyone had and obviously everyone was so welcoming but they were like they love it they uh, that was the one thing they loved they didn't mention the prashad which is absolutely amazing they did mention Prabhu and his classes and his sweetness he was also <laughs> with us um but they were so impressed by the sense of community um and how encouraging and how empowering everyone is to each other and his holiness radnat maharaj says a very very beautiful quote which is that the mood of vaikuntha is that we want to see everyone excel more than us. And to be honest, over the last few days, even within this group, I've seen that you're all very, very good friends. But the mood of Vaikuntha is that we want to see everyone else excel more than us. And I felt that in PS. Um, I've had so much encouragement. I remember the first jamming I went to, so as I said, jamming was the first, um, was what we used to call SNL. So the first jamming I went to, I used to be so shy. I still am shy and so introverted. So I used to sit on my own at the back. There was, there was only 10 people. It wasn't like a crowd you can hide in. There was maybe 10 to 15 people, but I used to sit on my own kind of at the back. I was really enjoying the jammings, but I was really shy and I couldn't speak to anyone. So one of the devotees, they came up to me and came up to me like, oh, are, you, are you okay? Do you want any prashad? You look really, really depressed. And I was like, no, I'm vibing. This is great, man. I love jammings. I'm coming back every week. But I used to be so shy and introverted. But then like today, Oh, I tried to get out of this so many times, but like over and over again, the devotees were like, you have to do it, you have to do it. And I was like, no, we can't do this. And then the final line was, the chairman asked you. So I was like, the chairman asks, you got to do it. But even that for me, that's kind of like, it's only by the mercy of the devotees. It's only through the, yeah, it's only because of the encouragement I've got over, num- over a number of years that even this for me is like, if you to ask me in 10 years time, 10 years ago when I was at my first jamming, would you be doing this? 
I'd run away from that hole quicker than anyone else could run. But the other amazing thing is, especially in PS, when you're together, when you're encouraged, you just go on crazy adventures. Some of them completely pointless but fun, but some of them are amazing in terms of what we do together for Krishna. So we used to do Casey Sock programs and we used to live together around 10, 11 boys in a house called Base. It was a three-bed house, 11 boys, you can do the maths in terms of how cramped it was. Um, but for Casey Sock, we have had to take the instruments and most of the boys at Base were kind of built like me. So carrying a harmonium for 20 minutes was like, no. So our solution wasn't to take an Uber or wasn't to somehow store instruments at the university. Our solution was to walk 10 minutes to the local Sainsbury's then we put our pound coin in, so we effectively purchase a trolley, right? Because if you give a pound, then you basically bought the trolley, so it's yours. <laughs> so then we take an empty trolley, and we walk 40 minutes across central London with an empty trolley. So 40 minutes from the Sainsbury's down to Soho Street, and Soho Street's where we load the instruments. So we put on the harmonium, we put on the mridanga, we put in the prashad, and then we're walking through central London for another 20 minutes with the instruments in our trolley to KC Sock, just so we can give people prashad and instruments. And that, I think, was a good solution. And that was done on a weekly basis. I'm sure the onlookers weren't so impressed. But again, with cases of there were two devotees. This was another, well, maybe I'm at fault for kind of encouraging them to do this. But we had an event. We booked out the biggest hall in LSE. It was their club hall called Saucy. So we booked out this hall. I forgot what the capacity was. It was maybe 500 people. We had none other than... Jay Shetty, Ganesham, Priyapur were giving the keynote speaker, so we're like, okay, he was the keynote speaker, so we're like, okay, pressure's on, we've got to pack this out. So we wanted to fly her to every single LSE Halls resident, Halls is like, yeah, the residence effectively at university. So the only problem was, we didn't know anyone at LSE at the time, so we had to sneak into Halls, and it's all like, they, it's pretty, pretty well guarded, so they got cards to get in, and security guards and the rest of it. So then two devotees... Both of them brown-bodied, one with a massive beard. So it's two brown-bodied devotees with a massive backpack full of flyers. Obviously, they don't know what it's full of. Walk into halls, sneak past security, and then they're going around through every single door, slipping a flyer underneath the door. So then after a while, security get wind. They can see on the CCTV cameras there's two dodgy-looking blokes slipping stuff under everyone's door in this residence. So then they send around their guys, and then eventually they catch up to the floor that they're on. And they shout like, Oi, what you guys... Oh, yeah, I don't want to say what they actually said. What the hell are you guys doing? So then these two split. They split and they start legging it. They leg it all the way down the stairs. One of them gets out. One of them's just about to get out of the door and the security guy grabs his backpack. He's like, what are you guys doing? So obviously this devotee... Oh, well. Um, <laughs> he takes the opportunity to preach. He's like, oh yeah, you know, we're part of this Krishna Conscious Society. We do well-being, meditation events. We're like a charity. We're just trying to help all the students do really well in their exams and teach leadership principles. And he's like, show me your LSE card. He was having none of it. So then he did the same thing. He's like, oh yeah, you know, we're just trying to promote event, an event. You know, we're really good guys. We're not trying to take anything. It's a free event. And he's like... Look, I'm going to let you go, but just think, you're a brown guy with a beard, with a packed backpack. What do you think we're going to think you guys are doing? So then, that was it. That was the end of that story. But one of my favorite kind of things at Casey Sock, and one of the favorite things we did in PS was at UCL Casey Sock. I think many of you, hopefully she doesn't mind me sharing, but many of you may know Pramisha. So she was like many of um, you here, she was born and brought up in a devotee family, but 
kind of didn't have many friends her age at the time, but then a few of us kind of encouraged her to get involved with Casey Sock. We knew she was very charismatic, very, those of you know, very charismatic, very bubbly, full of energy. So the first thing we asked her to do is just something really small, just why not promote at Freshers? And we thought it'd be easy, but turns out she goes to Freshers and we're not even affiliated as a society. So that means that we can't even legally promote. We don't even have a stand. So her solution, genius solution was, let's grab two wooden tables and set up outside the whole hall. So they have a whole hall for Freshers where there's, I don't know, maybe UCL has a few hundred societies. So there's a massive queue. So they're like, we can't get into the hall. Let's go outside the hall. So they, she sets up two tables outside of the hall and she's flying and she gets every single person that day because everyone's walking through the door so that's how our case of journey started but because we weren't an affiliated society our first event was really small and we had maybe 20 to 30 people and we had to book the smallest room in the whole university it was the common room fast forward to the end of the year and off our own back no encouragement at all she's the one pushing with the rest of the team saying guys i need help can you do this can you do that sort prashad let's get promo going Pretty much single-handedly, she's got this really new, unique event where she teamed up with Yoga Sock. She called it Yoga Kirtan Feast. She got like some really trippy flyer made to kind of... It was like the old, like, old school Prabhupada days when it was like, like, like hallucinogenic, like really cool flyer. Gopijana, you'd love this sort of flyer. It's like, like right up the street. So she's driving everything and there's a hundred people that turn up to this event. So it's like one year from zero to a hundred people. Fast forward two years and she's on the Casey Sock national team and His Holiness Radhanath Maharaj has agreed to do a Casey Sock event. So the national team's like, okay, we have to make this big. We're going to get a room for 200 people and we're going to promote. Bear in mind, in Casey, classic PS in Casey Sock fashion, they knew four weeks before, so they had four weeks to pull this off. So they're like, okay, we'll do a 200-man event. We've not done that for a long, long time at university. I think maybe four or five years they hadn't, got some, hadn't done something that big. So they're at 200 and Pramisha's there in the meeting and she's like, no, we're not doing 200. We're doing 500. She says, we're getting 500 people to this event. So the national team's like, okay, if we want 500, you're the one who's going to promo this thing. So she's like, sure, I'll promo it. So two weeks later, guess how many tickets they're on? 500, yeah. They're on 500, two weeks later. So then the national team's like, what do we do? Let's just call it, right? We've capped out. It's fine. Pramisha's like, no, we're extending it and I'll get a new room. So she gets a new room, she extends it. And then in the space of four weeks, she gets 700 signups. Of course, the team helped her, but she was driving it. And I was just thinking, it's incredible because she was like all of us. Like, we needed the kickstart. We were just there. We were happy. She was practicing as a devotee, but she wasn't really there in the fire and then just because a few people asked her to get involved like her life changed and i was reading i was kind of checking like to make sure the story somewhat accurate I was, she sent me a really really nice message in terms of the journey of her case of journey because we were both at ucl together and she was just like i can't believe it like you, this is this has completely changed my life the service has completely completely changed my life so i just thought yeah it's a, that was a point it's one of my favorite examples in terms of how just that mood of encouragement when you have solid friendships, when you have good association. You don't know the impact you can have on someone else and someone else's journey. Um, Gopinath, will you say that I messaged you apparently to come on the first ever Radhavesh trip? I don't think it was me. I think one of, all of us were kind of seeing who else can come on the case of trip. But we used to do a trip to Radhavesh Mellows, which is a Kirtan fest in Radhavesh. And the age group was... 
18 plus. Yes, yeah, strictly 18 plus. But Gopinath, how old were you at the time? 12. 12. So Gopinath was 12. <laughs> so Krishna's arrangement, someone, well, we messaged Gopinath saying, yeah, Gopinath, why don't you come on this trip? So he came on the trip and Gopinath was like, that was like, I think that was the spark and then the fire just lit. You were doing how many rounds per day? It was like more than 16. Yeah, so every day Gopinath is there and he's just trying to do more than 16 rounds. He's a 12 year old on the trip and he's trying to do more than 16 rounds on the trip. And there's all of us 18 plus year olds who are just like new to Krishna consciousness, more interested in the pizzeria than the, than the kirtan <laughs> and there's Gopi. But again, it kind of started with someone just encouraging Gopi, come on, like why not come along? And then I think everyone can see what Gopinath is doing now. Um, and it's a spark and, and PS is just like, it's, it's the fan, like once you've got a spark and if you're in PS, it's, it's a flame um, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and so we, we kind of, we, we know the first half of the story with Shamsundar Prabhu and Srila Prabhupada. The second half of the story is also very, very sweet. So Shamsundar Prabhu and Malati Mataji, who's Shamsundar Prabhu's wife, when they both went to prison, well, before they went to prison, they were assuming the sentence would just be one or two months. That's why they said to Srila Prabhupada, we're going to be going for a while. So they didn't think it was going to be very long. But then eventually, I don't know exactly how long later, but eventually they got the sentence and it was five years. It was actually a five-year sentence that they were meant to go to prison for. So they're in prison and then something very mystical happens. On the 24th day, the parole officer comes to them and hands them a paper and they're like, he's like, sign this. And they're like, what is this? It's your release papers. They're like, what? He's like, yeah. So he said, I don't know why you're being released. I also wouldn't have approved, but it's over my head. So it's really mystical. They had no idea what was going on. So they didn't ask any more questions. They signed the thing, ran out, called the devotees, and the devotees were like, get straight over to San Francisco. Srila Prabhupada's arriving. So they make all the arrangements. Straight after they go to San Francisco, Mahathir Mataji knocks on Srila Prabhupada's door. They come in, and Srila Prabhupada said, oh, just last night I was thinking five years was too much. <laughs> and then Srila Prabhupada on the, on the kind of following the chain of non-judgment, he doesn't ask anything. He doesn't ask. Again, he doesn't care. The first thing he does, he asks his servant to bring his bag. Srila Prabhupada is just coming back from India. And he gives Malati a gift. He gives her a Bengali sari with a green and red border. But the amazing thing was, whilst in jail, Sham Sundar Prabhu, that's where Sham Sundar Prabhu had the idea that, you know, we need to go to London and we need to hit up the Beatles. That's so a... It was in jail that he thought of that. And then of course Srila Prabhupada empowered him. He let him get on with this completely wacky, completely, you could even call it nonsensical. How are you going to get the biggest band in the whole world and how are you going to connect him to the Hare Krishnas? But Srila Prabhupada didn't say no. He just encouraged him. And Sham Sundar of course, with Srila Prabhupada's empowerment, he did it. So it's incredible. Srila Prabhupada is obviously our example for everything. But... That encouragement that Srila Prabhupada gave to his disciples, if we continue that in Pandavasena, then there's no reason we can't also chase the rhino and do what Sham Sundapur did with their blessings and their empowerment. Um, so I think the last thing I kind of wanted to share in relation to association is Srila Prabhupada's secret. So in the in, in a Sriman Bhagavatam lecture, Srila Prabhupada says that this is the secret association of the pure devotee of the Lord. So that's the secret for Krishna Consciousness. If we can have amazing association 
with the people that we're around all the time, that's going to be the most amazing in terms of what we do, in terms of our long-term friendships. But in order to be pulled up, in order to really get the mercy, in order to really fly, this, this is the secret, to get the association of the pure devotee. And he says that with the association, then we can come to the stage of unflinching faith and devotion to Krishna. So, I mean, just look around you on this trip. We're so incredibly fortunate to have Mother Vishaka with us. We're so incredibly fortunate to have Braj Bahari Puru. So here's the secret, guys. Like, make the most of it. Ask every single question under the sun. You definitely have questions. There's a box here in terms of how many questions you have. So make the most of it. You'll see at the end of the trip, something would have changed. Something would have clicked. But not only on the trip, as much as you can after the trip, try and... Keep in touch, try and find them, hear them, wherever you can. And for whoever's available, I think similar to what Rasa Bahaipur was saying in his session is, if at all possible, try and plan that for an exclusive amount of time. If it's one week, one month, one year, ten years, whatever you want to do, try and serve a pure devotee. I was very, very fortunate to be able to, well, I, I was meant to serve His Holiness Bhakti Chawa Maharaj for a couple of weeks. What ended up happening was... I was pretty useless, so he was kind of, yeah, every time I tried to serve him prasad, he was like, come sit, eat with me. But he was very, very kind and merciful, and those two weeks, no matter how ignorant and foolish I was, it would change your life to no end. When you see how incredible, how incredibly, like, urgent Krishna consciousness is for them, how you see how their life is an adventure, but yet they're still so happy. You can already see with both her Grace Mother Vishaka and... You can see that, right? You can see it with all of the older families here. Every single one of them you can see. So it works. There are living proof it works. And this is the secret, to spend time with them. And if you're still not convinced, then Srila Prabhupada is... Well, he's given the secret and he's the proof too. So there was one elderly, elderly South Indian gentleman. There's one elderly South Indian gentleman and he came to a temple. And... Um, he really wanted to get initiated, but the rule at the time was that you had to do six months of service in the temple. And generally the service was pretty labor intensive. So every time, every time he's come to the temple before, the devotees have said that you have to do service to get initiated. But then he met another devotee, this time at the temple, his name was Atmatatvakuru. So he met Atmatatvakuru and he, showed, he lifted up his dhoti and he showed him his leg, and his legs completely swollen with water. And like, there's no way he's doing physical service. So again, he asks Atmatatvapur, I really want to get initiated, what can I do? And Atmatatvapur is like, I'm just a new disciple of Srila Prabhupada. If the temple president says no, there's nothing I can do. So then this, like, this devotee from South India, well, he's a bit despondent. Um, so Atmatatvapur, then he says, there's one thing you can do. Srila Prabhupada makes the rules, but why don't you speak to him? He's the one who makes them, but he can do what he likes. So then this gentleman... He's like, okay, sure, how do I do this? Atmatatvapur says, come tomorrow, come for darshan, Srila Prabhupada's darshan is at 5 o'clock. Bring a plate of offerings, dakshina, you know how to do it. He was also from South India, so do it in the South Indian way. Um, so then this, this gentleman was like, sure. So he goes back home the next day, he's there an hour early, he's there at 4 p.m. ready to go to Srila Prabhupada's room. Um, and then 4.15, 4.10, so really early, Hari Saraprabhu, who was Srila Prabhupada's servant at the time, Shouts down from the balcony, is there anyone out there who wants to come and see Srila Prabhupada? So this gentleman's there and he's looking around, assuming it's going to be a room that's packed. But he's the only one there and he starts shaking. 
he's like, oh, it's just me. So then, so then he's like, well, maybe I should wait for others. And he says, no, you go to Srila Prabhupada, this is your time. So there's the encouragement, there's the initial encouragement he got from Atmatapur. So he goes to Srila Prabhupada, he gives Srila Prabhupada the play, and Srila Prabhupada says, yes. So this gentleman, all he says, he holds his bead bag, he's clutching his bead bag in front of him, and he says, Prabhupada, I want to chant Hare Krishna. And Srila Prabhupada says, okay, and who's stopping you? And he just repeats, he's like, Prabhupada, I want to chant Hare Krishna. And so Srila Prabhupada says, you know how to chant Hare Krishna? He says, yes. Srila Prabhupada takes his bead bag, he lifts out the beads, he says, this is how you start. You start here, and he says one Maha Mantra, and then he goes round. Every single bead, he chants, and then like he does when he gives initiation, he gives the beads back to the gentleman. So Ahmed Pratapasur, he's in bliss, because he's like, this guy, there's no way he's serving for six months. His legs completely like swollen up. And then he goes to Srila Prabhupada's room, Srila Prabhupada's room, and Srila Prabhupada basically just initiated him, right? Like he chanted on his beads, gave him the beads. So then fast forward a few years, Amatapapuru visits him first time, and then the second time he visits him, and, he, and he's heard that he's passed away. And then he's hearing from the devotees that for the last three weeks, all this gentleman was doing was chanting. There was nothing else at all that, he chant, that day he was doing. And then for the very last week, he didn't even leave his bed, he didn't even go to the bathroom. He was just looking at a picture of Srila Prabhupada and you could not separate him from his feedback. So from just that moment's association with Srila Prabhupada, obviously a very, very merciful moment. Fast forward all those years and at the end of life, he had the perfect departure. So you never know what a moment's association with a pure devotee can do. It's often very magic, very mystical. Um, and the actual last point, the very last point. So in that verse in Srimad Bhagavatam that Mahaprabhu says, this is nothing goes for me, 325.25. Towards the end of the purport, Srila Prabhupada says that association with devotees means association with the Lord. So you all know Krishna a lot better than I do, and we all know that Krishna, his pastimes are full of adventure and they're full of love. So with strong um, association with the devotees, I think we can all look forward to many adventures together and also many, very many loving um, relationships. So that's all. Thank you all. My obeisances to you all. And thank you so much. I hope, yeah, hopefully the Srila Prabhupada stories were nice, at least they were my favorite. Um, and my apologies if I said anything incorrectly. Mother Vishakha or Raj Bahari, I don't know if you'd like to add or correct anything or if anyone would like to correct. So I think if no one has anything, that's a wrap. I don't know how long that would take. Anyone have any questions? Yeah, any questions and I'll deflect them to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for the service. <laughs>